1: sponsored by
3: Amerisave, the official mortgage lender of the Miami Dolphins. Publix. To become a Publix member, visit clubpublix.com. Seminole Hard
4: Rock Hollywood, South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination. Ticketmaster, official marketplace of the NFL. Dolphins football presented by the Palm Beaches. We are back here for our number two of the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter overtime show. We have the head coach. Let's go ahead and go to Mike McDaniel following his 16-10 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: All right, what's going on? Had a couple
5: of those endings this season already. Those last two drives when uh picks off Kenny Pickett and then
0: Noah's the toe-tapping grab. What's going through your mind in those two moments? Um, Hooray. Yeah, uh, no. This is something uh, that we've been making a big point of emphasis within the team on um, turnover differential. You know, so it's something that um, we've been focusing on. So um, getting one early and then um, at the end of the game when it mattered most um, to get two more um, was obviously the difference in winning and losing. So it was, it was very exciting. But on uh, on top of that, it was something that we've made a focal point, so it was good to see that happen. What do you think happened um, with the offense? Obviously, you scored 13 points in the first quarter, three the rest of the game. You down in the red zone. What do you think went into that? No, there was some, uh, you know, it it wasn't one thing. Um, We were doing some good things, and players were um, doing some solid things, but then there was key um, mistakes, whether it was a bad play call or uh, it was a, um, a, a, a guy making a play here or there. We just weren't really coming together. We we lacked that rhythm, and especially after um, we had the in the third quarter, that that first um, drive that uh, went for it on fourth and three in the tight red um, felt like right after that, you know, we kind of uh, hit a lull that that we can all learn from because it was uh, it was like we got punched in the stomach or something. So we. Um, yeah, it, it was a struggle to the, to the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense, to their credit. Um, they had a, uh, you know, they they adjusted themselves, and uh, we, we didn't make the further, further adjustment, which is something that we'll focus on moving forward.
3: You mentioned that fourth and three. Can you discuss the decision to uh, go for it there and then also the play call?
0: No. Um, so th- that's something that we'll never, uh, you know, I'm very aware that, It's one of those things that if it's if it works, it's a great play, and if it doesn't, you know exactly um, what you have to face. Or you know it could be a deciding factor in the game. So um, you you do that. Uh, I think there's uh, you know at the moment I was I had some faith in in the in the players, Um, and then you know regardless you do it and you don't convert, that's a bad decision. You know that. Because you're, uh, you have points, especially with the way Jason's kicking. Um, it would have been a two-score game. So um, those are those are things that you're well aware of when you enter into it. Um, it was something that you know I felt pretty good, um, pretty good about it working out. It didn't. So that's that's something that you know um, I, I I take full responsibility for. And, and um, luckily, the rest of the team uh, had. Had that decisions back, um, and we we were able to come up with a win.
5: Specifically to that, um, was it one of those? This, it, in terms of your decision making process, was it? Do you have somebody in your
2: ear telling you like the the, the analytics behind it? and you know, the how Yeah, and
5: then you kind of go with your gut, um, or is it? just you know you hear the numbers and you just decide? To go
0: no, on. I I have um, um, a couple um, guys within a- analytics that are in my ear. You know all those types of situations Um, in this situation they they did not advise me to to kick it I mean to go for it Um, so you know there's plenty of decisions that are made that you know it's a balancing act you take uh, the statistical um, you know percentage chance which is what they're evaluating Um, and you know it's it's one of those things I think it was a fourth and I think the scoreboard might have said three. Um, I think it was like a long two and a half, but it's one of those that if it's fourth and two, they're they're a lot more supportive. Fourth and three, they get you know the the percentages go way down. Um, but that was something that I do pretty much every game where you're you're balancing that um, with the momentum of the game and and where we're at. And I felt um, really confident that uh, um, that we'd be able to convert. Obviously, we didn't. Um, I and i I would have never even entered into that um, chance taking process if I wasn't super confident in the way the defense was playing so I really wanted the team to be able to make it um, a, a two touchdown game because we're gonna go for two if we if we were able to get in the end zone and score so um, it didn't it didn't work out but that's that's why it's an entire team um, function and uh, Job to win a football game, and they came. Uh, the defense came through, and we didn't turn the ball over. Um, so we ended up on the winning side.
6: Mike, from a defensive
4: perspective, what are some things you uh, liked about what Josh Boyer did
0: from a planning and then an in-game adjustment, especially with all the injury? No, it was um, a tremendous plan. That you know, we we felt pretty pretty good about um, our matchups with regard to uh, our front. And, and how we could uh, really disrupt him and get him out of the pocket. We didn't really get um, the sacks that we were hoping for, but you have to be very disciplined with that young, young quarterback because he is quick and he, he can make you pay um, if your rush lands, are, you don't have integrity. So I really, really liked that. I really liked how um, he was, uh, you know, the, the plan all week was going to play to our strength and then um, utilize fundamentals and and make them earn everything and uh, be physical. And we've been working on a lot of open field tacking, tackling and things like that um, and getting turnovers. And I thought, collectively, the, the entire defensive staff and, and the um, defensive players uh, put forth a, a very winning effort. So it was encouraging. How was that the, for oh.
1: the, the quick
2: start, particularly after missing basically three games and two full weeks of practice? What's Uh, that? Tours, performance, especially the quick start after missing basically three games and two full
0: weeks. No, that's that's not an easy thing to do, Um, you know, because we were on a um, Thursday night game um, in Cincinnati. When he last played those games, you don't have full-speed practices. Um, So his last full-speed practice was was before the Buffalo game, which is our third game of the season. Um, So it's to his credit. He was – if he wasn't so prepared and um hadn't hadn't put himself um in the position of playing quarterback when he was out he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to have any sort of success like that that that's all because it it wasn't like um you know i mean it was a legitimate couple weeks where where you're not playing football so um i think he uh did a tremendous job. Um, I know he's a competitor and a perfectionist and there's some stuff in the uh, particularly in the second half that was getting his um, getting him frustrated to a degree. Um, but you know did did everything it took to win the game and that's all that matters. Were you okay with him twice lowering his shoulder in those situations? I mean you know it's it's hard you know, was I advising him to do that, you know, I think uh, no. I think he he immediately the next series after the first time he did, he was like, "Coach, I'm sorry, I needed that. I just needed." So I was like, "All right." Um, so yeah, I mean, it, but it is football, and he's going to protect himself, and he's he's got that component to his game where um, uh, you you know he's a competitor, and he's trying to get a first down for his team. So um, I'm never going to. Um, Totally uh, uh, encourage that at all. I'm probably um, going to advise him to slide every time, but when push comes to shove, and a guy has his, the ball in his hands, um, you know it's going to it's going to be tough um, to get him to completely turn it down. Uh, although I will try.
5: What that going back mind? to the no interception? How proud of you uh, for him for that moment, and
0: what do you think that would do for his confidence? No, it's a big deal. You know, you you. Uh, it just goes to show, and it's a great example for the entire team. You know this is a guy that um, you know because of certain um, matchups that we had going on at the beginning of the year, he, he didn't start the year dressing. Um, and you can go one or two ways with that. So um, you can either let it rat- define you and rattle you, or you can um, not even blink uh, and worry about the opportunities you do get. I think that's one of my favorite examples of the season because, um, you know, he's he does his best to ignore the noise, but nobody's oblivious, and he he really really wants to do um, big things in this league, and he's only 20, 22 or 23 years old. He's super young, um, but you know, I think the whole team really uh, just in the locker room was really excited for him because they know um, how hard he's worked. And uh, you know to get on the field to contribute, and then to do it at the end of the game. Um, you know that's a that's a big moment. That's you know will always be one of the bigger ones in your NFL career because um, it's his first game ender.
1: You, uh, you guys have scoring uh, scoring's down across the league. You guys are moving the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Your your yardage is a mm-hmm. lot, and it doesn't seem to be reflective in the points. Do you feel that way? Or?
0: Absolutely. No, they're. they're we sh- We should be scoring more points than we are um I think everybody um, on the on the team would agree with that, and so you have to um there there's no just like um some sprinkle fairy dust to to fix that or you, it's just not absolute you have to identify and address um what what has been the hiccup um, when you get in those situations i think um we've you know we've we've had both misfortunes during the year. There's been times that we haven't gotten in the red zone um, um, enough because we are scoring when we're there. In this case, we were moving the ball, um, but things were we we had some hiccups um, and weren't able to get touchdowns. And so the whole the whole deal is to continually progress with your with with your game and make sure that that. Is not the norm because you you don't. Um, it is frustrating for the whole team, and um, you know we're not going to be able to just have to outscore ten points every time to win games. So we got to find a way to get better at that, which we'll be focused on moving forward. Awesome. Thank you. Head coach
4: tonight, Mike McDaniel, will come back on the other side and react to coach at the podium. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda in Fort Lauderdale to experience a new Mazda SUV on 441 just north of I-595 or visit GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. The final score here from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 16, Steelers 10. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins 5th Quarter Overtime Show brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
4: Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday tree, and BOGO notifications. Just visit clubpublics.com. Terms and conditions apply. I almost read the wrong word. Bro, I love I
5: BOGO. Back. I love BOGO there. <laughs> I, 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 all, all day. I, I, bo- I mean, that's a, my first stop is BOGO.
0: We
6: can go to Publix this week, right? Cause Stuff we I've never that's bought in my life. If it's buy one, get one, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I'll give this a shot. Right, yeah. Which I guess can, is the point.
5: And like you said, Travis, <laughs> we can definitely go to Publix. After a win, after a win, we can go, we can be around town, man. And Publix is a perfect spot to start off with tomorrow, man, for these guys, man. If you get a win. You know, we talk about how I hated leaving and going out, <laughs> you know, for the whole week when we lost the game. But when you get a win like that on Sunday night, Publix all day tomorrow.
4: I had, a, I had okay. myself a, a Boars-Head Italian sub today and yesterday oh, for lunch both cool days. Get the Get the whole sub.
5: You yeah, go you gotta, half you, one day, you go half the next damn day. Damn right. It's plenty, that's, that's plenty. That's the move. Yeah, so
4: yeah. We, we can go to Publix after a win, win or lose. We can go to our press conference consigliere. You guys like that little transition there? As we throw it here to Seth Levitt to tell us about impressive. Very impressive. Coach Mike McDaniel and what he said there after the game.
6: Yeah, a lot of good stuff, I think, starting with Hooray. Uh, so that, you know, just like us, he gave a hooray there uh, at uh, Noah's game closing interception. Hooray. Um, I, I What I really liked hearing, I thought was kind of interesting, is that uh, turnover differential was a big point of emphasis in practice, right? You know, he talked about the fact that t- tackling, open field tackling, yep, being physical and winning the turnover margin was a big point of emphasis in practice. We don't know that. We don't know that. That's something we have talked about on this show that needs to get corrected. It's a good thing to know that they are working on it in (laughs) practice. But today you saw it come to fruition. And so it wasn't like he was surprised. Like, this is what we've been coaching up. This is what we're paid to do. This is what we've done. And you got to see it out here, uh, you know, live in in action. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Key mistakes after doing some good things and the offense lacked rhythm. That's exactly what we saw, um, you know, and and clearly – coach saw that as well but what i did think was an interesting note is that he felt the team hit a lull after the the failed fourth and three attempt he said it was like we got punched in the stomach yeah. and my guess is he's going to tell these guys look whether i make a good call a bad call the best call we don't execute you can't just shut down at the beginning of the third quarter, because something didn't work out, right. you know that's what that sound. You know, it felt like we got punched in the stomach. That kind of sounded to me like he's saying it shouldn't feel like we got punched in the stomach at that point. And I don't disagree with him. You know, we all might have preferred that he kicked the field right. goal there. Right, right, he right. chose not to, but you can't you, you can't say well we're not going to score for another you know twenty minutes. Yeah. So so I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, they adjusted. We didn't make the proper adjustments to their adjustments. So you know. You don't like to hear that, but it's an honest and accountable answer. Um, And then there was a lot of conversation, as there should have been, about the uh, decision to not kick a field goal and go up by nine. Coach owned it. And, again, whether we disagree with the decision, which I would have, to me personally, I would have preferred to kick the field goal or at least called a different play. I didn't think that that play with that back was has has proven successful all season right. so I don't you know I, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in it at that moment but he did and he not only had faith in the, the team's ability to make the play he said he felt extremely confident because of the way the defense was playing and he said look I know how it works in this league if you convert it it's a great play call and if you don't it's a bad decision we didn't so it was a bad decision but the rest of the team had that decision's back And so I thought that was kind of interesting. It was not the analytics guys. Travis and I were wondering, was that an, you know, Travis even pulled up the analytics. Then we tried to understand what the hell the (laughs) analytics were even telling us, but I don't think it gave us any answers. And the coach (laughs) gave us the answer. That was a gut decision. He made it and he owned it. But what I did like juice is that, He was thinking forward there in a sense. Again, I don't necessarily agree with the the decision, but he knew if they had converted that and gone in for a touchdown, they were going for two. He wanted to be up by 14. So he was thinking ahead there. It wasn't like he got nervous and just panicked and decided to call. We don't have to like the call, but we also don't get paid to make the call, nor do we get paid to have to live with the decision that he made. He does. He made the decision. He's living with it. He understands how it worked out. He recognizes that if the team didn't have its back, that he was going to be held accountable for it. And uh, so I, I just thought it was, again, to be able to get inside of his head. And fortunately, we've got a coach here that opens up the inside of his head and shares right, with right, his, what's right, going on. Right. So that's all really interesting to me. And, uh, you know, that's what I got.
5: Yeah. and You know, I mean, honestly, it was. It was a, it, in my opinion, this is just me, it was a bad decision no matter what. You know, and, and and you know, the co- the team did have us back. Fortunately they had us back, you know, two interceptions late in the game. But g- going up nine or going up fourteen or twelve, potentially fourteen, it's, it's two scores is two scores, man. And that's one I think that's that's I mean, that's gotta be some you know, some growing thing. A- analytics weren't there. We we all talked I I talk about this. If the you you know, you're going backwards. We're we're in a bad situation right there. Going up two scores is going up two scores right there, and that's that's what you have to do in this game. You know? You you gotta your gut said go for it. I, I mean, hey look, we love coach and we love everything Coach does, but if we don't speak what's real right here on the show, then we can't talk about, it, man. Cause that I thought in my opinion, that was a bad decision. It was a bad Bad, so you're bad saying, decision.
6: regardless of the result, even if they had converted there, it's still a bad still decision. Felt it would have been a bad decision.
5: If, if, if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is shooting three pointers and it goes in, it's a bad decision still. You know what I mean? That's a bad decision in my opinion. That's Kareem that's Abdul-Jabbar. Just hard I feel.
6: That was old school, but you know what? In the spirit of the '72
5: Dolphins, you might as well go back. I like that. So
6: yeah, I, so I I don't disagree with you, Juice. I didn't care for the decision, but I did find it interesting that it was a decision made and a thought out there was an entire plan there behind it and look it didn't work out fortunately it ultimately did not I hurt I thought the, the plan should
5: have changed when we lost yards in the play before that you know what I mean uh, that's why I thought, you know, there might have been a plan originally to go forward down there, but when you start, you're going the other way, that's kind of a momentum change, in my opinion. You yeah, know? no, so, I
6: hear you. I, again, I didn't like the play call, and, yeah. uh, you know, I would have preferred the field goal. That's not the decision that he made, but he's living with it, and fortunately, he lives with it at four and three. I uh, also, again, it was kind of interesting that, you know, they came in here. And wanted to be really disciplined with their pass rush. They respected Pickett's ability to to tuck the ball and run. And so, while you know, he said, "Hey, we didn't get the sacks that we wanted to do to get," but they had to be disciplined there. Um, and how about Tua coming off after the first time he lowered his shoulder? and said, Coach, I'm sorry, but I needed that. I think it really supports what you were saying, Juice, is that he wanted to go out there. He wanted to feel okay. He wanted to feel like a football player and not somebody who's fragile and can't get hit. And he felt he needed it. I I wish he didn't feel that he needed it. Sounds like Coach did as well. But, you know, in the moment of truth, that's what Tua
4: did. The third down I got, the second down play in the goal line, I didn't get that one at all.
6: Yeah, I'm with you there. (laughs) What are we doing? And then the final thing for Coach, we should be scoring more points than we are.
4: Yeah, that was a good question to end the press conference there because, yeah. like you said, the yardage does not reflect the score at the end of the day. I pulled up the uh, the chart from the fourth down decision bot. It's a Twitter bot that pumps out every single analytics uh, just situation that comes up in a game. And so here here's, here's what the, the numbers told. This is what McDaniel Shirley was looking at right here. If you kick a field goal in that opportunity – your your win percentage is ninety uh, percent. If you go for it, it's eighty nine percent. So it's a one percent difference. If you're successful in the field goal, ninety four percent. If you go for it, it goes down to your success to your success rate to accomplish the first down is only forty eight percent. So then the win percentage if you fail a field goal is eighty four. If you succeed, it's ninety. If you <laughs> this is confusing. No, right? I got it. I'm, if, I'm, I'm if, following. If you convert the fourth down, it's eighty five percent to. Uh, if you or if you fail, it's 85% to win. If you succeed, it's 93% to win. So it's really tight. So yeah, I'm really glad. Really you tight. know
6: what? I like that he said he wasn't paying attention to the analytics there because if if a coach is looking at 40 that. 40 seconds
4: to decide that. If too. my
6: head coach, but he said he wasn't looking at yeah. that, and I'm actually – I feel better regardless if yeah. I liked his decision or not. I don't want my coach looking at that in the middle of a damn game. I thought I could do I it on the radio. I looking. couldn't <laughs> even do it here.
5: So. Yeah,
6: right. I want him to look there and say, okay, I know my <laughs> roster. I know how they're playing. I'm gonna make a decision. Again, I would have preferred to kick the field goal, but I'm glad he's not sitting there trying to figure that
4: stuff out. <laughs> yeah. I just it makes me think about the guys that have to sort that stuff because Jolly. my goodness, i that was I gotta take a break, I think. Let's let's go ahead and do that actually. <laughs> we'll come back and do game balls next. Dolphins post game, driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying down your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score here from Hard Rock Stadium. Dolphins sixteen, Steelers ten. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches
3: discover your rhythm at the guitar hotel an entertainment destination unlike anywhere else in the world savor the notes of perfection at 20 world-class dining venues peace of mind awaits at one of florida's largest and most luxurious spas immerse yourself in our tropical oasis where beauty knows no boundaries get loud at the -the state-of-the-art hard rock live then turn it up another octave at dare rooftop nightclub and dayclub escape to the only place where paradise meets playground discover your rhythm at hard rock hotel attention
6: Dolphins fans get ready to cruise the Caribbean in 2023 with 35 of your all-time favorite Dolphins legends including Dan Marino, Larry Zonka, Mark Duper and many more you'll enjoy countless Dolphins themed events and activities all with your favorite Dolphins legends as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Dolphins 1972 undefeated perfect season at sea don't miss out tickets are going fast book today at DolphinsFanCruise.com
4: Dolphins fans, when it's time to get to the game for NFL action, Ticketmaster's got your seat. As the official ticket marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of seats so you never miss a minute of the action this season. And rest assured, if your plans change, it's easy to securely sell your seats on Ticketmaster. Plus, you can easily transfer tickets to friends and family so you can meet up at the stadium. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. Again, that's Ticketmaster.com Dolphins.
1: You're listening to Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The home of every Miami Dolphins game, AM560
4: Sports WQAM. Give your actions more traction in the all-new Kia Sportage X-Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive. With the right tools, anything is possible. We haven't had a chance to do this segment for the last couple of weeks because we haven't had a victory in our back pockets. We do tonight here early on Monday morning, coming up on the 1 o'clock hour. Let's go ahead and do some game balls.
1: It's time for Travis, Seth, and OJ McDuffie to hand out their game balls on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
4: Oh, yeah, it's Game Balls time. This music gets me going every single time. I'm going to kick it off tonight, and we'll go ahead and go with Seth and Juice on your three Miami Dolphins Game Balls off a 16-10 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going with Jalen Phillips because this guy, whether the numbers are there or not on a given week, you feel his presence every single Sunday, and twice on Sunday night. The way he was reading some of those two-gap opportunities in the running game, staying outside, keeping that outside arm free on those outside runs and getting out to the edge and stringing those plays outside or staying true to his rush lanes as a pass rusher. You know, it's funny, guys. I thought that his sack or that the one that he got accredited, I think either the entire sack or half the sack, I don't even think it was one of his best pass rushes of the night because sure. Zach Sealer really flushed Kenny Pickett right into him, and that's a good thing that he was there for it. But I thought there was eight or nine pass rush reps Otherwise, where he really impacted Pickett, forced him into a quicker throw off the spot, etc., etc. And then the run defense. The man essentially ended that opening drive of the third quarter with the tackle for loss and then the sack on back-to-back plays. He entered this game, guys, among the top 10 edge defenders in a stat that ESPN tracks called Run Stop Win Rate. I imagine he climbs those rankings tonight after the performance he gave you in this game on Sunday night. Four solo tackles, four assists, one and a half sacks, but really just the presence is what gets Jalen Phillips his game ball. What say you, Big Seth?
6: Well, I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's uh, pretty clear tonight but I'm going with a guy that wasn't even supposed to be playing defense this year. Heck, he wasn't even on the roster at the beginning of the year. He didn't sign till my daughter's birthday, September (laughs) 1st. Happy birthday, totally totally on September 1st. And what a gift we got here with the Miami Dolphins in Justin Bethel. Seven tackles, one interception. Let me tell you why seven tackles is a big deal. Since 2018, before this game, He had six total tackles on defense. (laughs) He had seven tackles tonight. How about that interception? You know, oh, well, the guy fell down. You know what? He didn't fall down. Juice, somebody's got to stay on their feet. Two guys got tangled up. Justin Bethel stayed on his feet. And then how about the Willie Mays to over the shoulder? <laughs> Is that a little baseball reference? That's, that's a lot over of baseball. the shoulder Seth, you interception. better leave it alone, Big Seth. I'm fired up for Justin Bethel's performance. <laughs> so seven tackles, an interception. I could say a pass defense, but that was the interception. For those of you who don't understand how that works. He wasn't done. He was still covering kicks on special teams. He had two punts. He had two tackles on punts, including one that was down inside the 20. Don't you think that Morstead ran all the way down there and gave him the handshake (laughs) because he he had two tackles there. So just an outstanding (laughs) performance by a guy who wasn't even supposed to be there, and you want to talk about a veteran showing up and delivering and helping this team in a time of need, Justin Bethel gets my game ball tonight. That's, I mean, showing up in
4: September, and he's getting a game ball here in the end of October. That's, that's, outstanding. that's a time there. What do you that's think,
5: Juice? A, you know, you guys have gotten some really great players, and I'm obviously uh, the defense is the theme tonight. No defensive defense, bias tonight. No defensive bias tonight. But my guy is Andrew Van Ginkle, man. How about him all over the place? Not only was he disruptive, you know, in the backfield, holding the edge, making plays in the hole, um, you know, running guys down, you know, when you think that some of these teams or some of these running backs have an opportunity to get to a first down, hold them short of the sticks, but also the spy game he had on at times tonight too. He had an outstanding game, ever present, everywhere you looked around, he's making these plays, and – uh Man, just an all-around great game. Eight eight total tackles, three solos. Three solos, man. I mean, that's – oh, no, it's five solos. And and I'm saying – It's getting better. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> better it's as like we talk place. about it. It's a great game, man. Defensively as a whole, we all realize that those guys were the ones that deserved all this. But my guy, Andrew Van Ginkle, man, what a hell of a night he had. You know, and, and preserving his win for the Miami Dolphins.
4: Just the way he covered space out there. You mentioned the spies he had on Kenny Pickett, and that was obviously a big point of contention for the defense. Uh, with with those that rush gap integrity we heard Coach talk about there in the press conference. Man, he was he was all over the place, all beating the blocks place. in the running game and getting depth and coverage in the passing game. I was so impressed by
5: both the guys you listed there. I like the fact that we got guys on all three levels that were impact players tonight. There you, you know go. What I mean, that's what, that's the way it should be. You know, guys on all three levels out there making plays and, you know you got some guys that are leaders who knows some of the other guys are unsung heroes in those situations but those guys were afforded the opportunity to go out there and make some plays great uh, so, job
4: he said unsung heroes which just teased me up for the rest of the segment that I love to do here where I give you guys about five or six more names <laughs> uh, not game balls but I do think Raheem Mostert 16 for 79 yes. 4 for 30 in the passing game and a touchdown Best the only touchdown tonight. he really was he he, man, he, looks good He's he's been carving it up the last couple of weeks and you know even that Jets game he got going the, the Bengals game he got going, I should say.
6: And if he had held on to that ball and he, and he got smacked. Yeah, he did get popped. He got popped, yeah, popped, but if he had held on to that, he probably would have gotten a game ball. Easily that would have. have yeah, that probably touchdowns. would have set up his own touchdown the Correct. next play. Yeah, he was,
4: he was on one tonight. I thought it was great to see Teron Armstead back. I think he changes the way the offensive line plays. Guys, I'm pretty excited about Brandon Shell. I think he might be your new right tackle. He, he looks pretty good out there. It's uh, always a good sign right there. Come, coming off the practice, I mean, look at this team. Look at what they're doing to find guys. You know, you, you talk about Justin Bethel and, and Brandon Schell coming up and just playing a bunch of really key snaps and, and giving you a good performance. Gene Waddle. I mean, this is probably the latest we've mentioned him on a show all year long. Four for eighty eight for the Penguin. That's a big right. night for him. And then Xavier Howard, man. Like I think we heard his name once there late towards the end, and he had a great rep where uh Chase Claypool and I uh, it might have been Deontay Johnson, I'm not sure, but they ran a little switch release juice. And the way that X he didn't he didn't follow the man coverage inside, he peeled back to the corner route on a big third down stop on Chase Claypool and he was all over him. I thought we had yeah. vintage Xavier Howard in this game tonight.
5: Correct. He, yeah, he had the opportunities too. Um You know, Xavier is Xavier, and a lot of times now I think we get to the point where hopefully nobody challenges him, you know, because he's going to get back. Once he gets back to himself, then it's going to be, you know, more turnovers on the other side. I think that's why the other guys got opportunities too for these interceptions, you know, going away from him at some point because they realize that, you know, he's starting to gain his uh, his stride again. Uh, So, I mean, guys being in the right place, you got a guy like X out there working for you. Um, it's going to give other guys opportunities. So X is um, X is getting back there. I mean, of course, once you get banged up a little bit in the season, it's tough to get fully back. Yeah. But I, I'm sure coach is doing a great job of giving these guys opportunities to get as healthy as they can. Veteran rest day. I we're, love seeing it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's deserved and earned.
4: How important is he, given all the injuries in that secondary right now? Because I mean, yeah, like that entire cornerback yeah. room is, is like we talked about. It's just guys that they weren't supposed to play this year. Right, if right, things right, go right. Right, and, yeah. and they are. And he's out there competing. Think about that. If you got,
5: I mean, if you got like anything that's like you know, when you talk about um, preserving and making sure you you know uh, take care of somebody. With all that we've had going on in that secondary, we've got to make sure everything X one right. X can probably tell us what he wants to do for the week. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't want to do this. And, you know, and they're like, okay, all right, X, you just sit over here. You know you
4: get that Toronto Armstead practice yeah, for yourself. Yeah, man,
5: and he's earned that and deserves it, and we need him healthy, man, because he does. Now he's getting back to the old X form. today was one of those old x form type of days a couple you know of course they're gonna make a couple plays on you but who who doesn't get yeah. who doesn't have plays made on him? but X looked good today
4: so one other guy I want to mention here I, two things for you juice number one Trent Sherfield yep. oh man team, I was man. talking about Trent
5: all day he is a stud I was he, talking about Trent he, he does all a lot
4: day. for this team I think yeah. one of those catches he had the I think what did he have three for 44 was his total. He had a 32-yard catch. So that yeah. was the big one. He came back to the ball and made a big play for us. Man. That was impressive. But one uncomfortable topic here. we got three minutes left. Chase Edmonds ha- had another drop in this game. And I'm, I want to ask you this because we talked about it a little bit earlier, and it, it's become a thing. And, you know, this was this was his game in Arizona. He was a receiving back that caught the ball and made all kinds of yeah. explosive plays. We saw it all camp long. We saw it in the preseason. He was one of two as go-to guys in those few drives that he had back in the exhibition season. But now the, he, he can't squeeze the ball. What's going on there?
5: Yeah, it's a great question, man. It's, it's tough to understand. Um, you know, for me, you know, catching all, is all about trusting your eyes. If you trust your eyes, then your hands will take care of the rest. You know, so it's all about eyes first and hands. And so, you know, I, I tell people nowadays, they say, O.J., can you still play? No, I can't, I can't play, but I can still catch because I still trust my eyes. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I think he's starting to doubt his eyes a little bit. And it's all about about reps, and you know, when we start dropping, you know, dropping balls, then it, it kind of snowballs on you. And hopefully, he can work himself out of that, man. Because honestly, I mean, a couple of those, he's still running. I know. That's a couple of those, he's still, he's still running right now. You know. You think it's,
6: it, it becomes a confidence issue? It definitely
5: does. It, it was well, a trust issue or a confidence right. issue. You know what I mean? And then. I guess if you're you not know,
6: trusting yourself, that is a lack it, of confidence. Right. Right.
5: So you got to trust that your hands and your eyes are, you know, are right, man. And like Travis, I you know I I'm I'm new to, to to Chase Edmonds. Travis is telling me that he he's a guy that really counts the ball a lot out of the backfield, and that's that's surprising to me seeing what we've seen what I've seen so far. You know what I mean? You wouldn't think it, right? No, I wouldn't think it. But I think that um and and you know I know he's going to put the work in. A lot of work is them jugs machines. The Jugs machines are critical. I mean that's where I that's why I got the trust in my hands. But I mean, not the I mean not to mention how big they are. But the, the fact – my balls. trust came in the jugs machines because we just challenged, 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 challenge each other on the, you know, the, the catch of the rock, man. And then once you trust your eyes, then your hands are followed, man. And that's that was, that was key for me. And I think he's got to get back to that.
4: He had but, 128 catches in four years for the Cardinals for – That's a lot. 921 yards so i mean that was a big part of his game five touchdowns as well and that's
6: we haven't seen a lack of trust though from his coach or his quarterback because they Correct. still they keep going you got to too so, to right but, yeah. well I, yeah. I mean they don't they yeah. could put somebody else in there you yeah. know in theory but yeah. they're, they're not and so that tells me that either he's doing it in practice or, right, because wow. I, I think if he was dropping the ball yeah. in practice as well, Juice, he wouldn't would continue ban- to you'd get those opportunities. Those situations. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I would think.
5: So, yeah. I think they got to believe he can do it. This seems like – Or they're just trying to build his trust. They, I mean, they, they Man, build they, they, that they, trust in practice, you're, though. You're, don't build that, all that right, trust. No, that's right. right. my we, we know there's different, different a beautiful mentality here when it comes to how you handle guys that are struggling on this team. And those yep, guys do a great job of trying to build them up. And that's the way they're doing I'm
6: sorry. I was just going to say that. Yeah. That if there is a coaching philosophy yeah. that would build a guy up when he might be struggling, this seems to be yeah. the coach and, good, and coaching for staff, for sure. uh, and especially because he's in the running backs room, but not the wide receivers room. Right. But it seems <laughs> to be the coach and coaching staff that would, you know, I, I guess help him. Build rebuild that confidence and that trust.
4: Tonight it's Jason Sanders and Noah Igbenogany. I trust at some point later this year it's going to be Chase Edmonds we're talking about in the same way where he bounces back and has himself a big night. So I trust in Chase. So He'll get there eventually. Game balls were Phillips, Bethel, and Van Ginkle. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
1: WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKISHD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anna Jar and
4: Bean accident attorneys.
3: Call 1 800 747 3. That's 1 800 747 3733.
4: We have two more segments left to go here, including me reading off out of town scores and reacting. Very surprised because I can't. I just, this league has been so crazy this year. That's next. Dolphins post game driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium 16 10. The Dolphins take it. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
1: Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
3: Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560
4: Sports, WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster has a wide selection of tickets, so you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. It is segment number four and hour number two, which means it is time for the Around the League scoreboard. Week number seven kicked off Thursday night in the desert as the Arizona Cardinals get back to their winning ways. Three, they are 3-4 and four on the year after a 42-34 drubbing of the New Orleans Saints. Did you guys see that game? Two pick-sixes in a row from Andy Dalton. there late. And did you guys happen to see that shot they got of him walking off the field disappointed, and the pick-six guy goes flying into the end zone behind him? That was the shot of the century <laughs> from a camera guy perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah, the entire yeah. staff yeah. we have here at yep, Miami Dolphins. Yep. They were like, wow! <laughs> that is awesome to see. So the Cardinals get that big win there to get back on track. The Bengals blow out the Falcons. 35-17. That was an earlier kickoff today. Man, these Sundays on primetime games, guys, I don't know about you, but I... It's a struggle to get to game time, Juice. That's a long time to wait until 8.15. It's
5: way too long, man, especially for the players, I'm sure. I
4: was going to say, I mean, you've been
5: there before, right? What are you doing all day? Nothing, man. Watching games, thankfully, on Sunday. I mean, you can watch other games, man, but I'm, you just want to play, but you want also want to be on primetime, so you can't have it both ways. Taking some right? naps, at least. I, mean, I I can't because I, I can't sleep at night Anyways, <laughs> You might fall asleep on a game, but, man, you, you got to be ready to go.
4: you got to be ready to go. Like the Cowboys were today over the Detroit Lions. You guys like that transition? Yep. 24-6, uh, to six, they take it over the 1-5 fighting Dan Campbells. We'll see the Lions next week in Detroit as the Dolphins go on the road to the NFC North. For the Lions and Bears the next two weeks. The Titans win a pivotal AFC South matchup. Is it pivotal? I mean, they're probably going to win the division, but that division's pretty bad. 19-10, they improved to 4-2 as the Colts fall to 3. 3-1, and one, right where they should be at 500 with a tie in there after seven games. How is that possible? It's possible because <laughs> you tie a game. It's one fifteen in the morning. Uh, the Commanders win 23-21 over the Packers. What's going on with the Packers, guys? Aaron Rodgers, what was his numbers today? Let's look that up real quick. Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 35, a buck 94 and two touchdowns. I guess it's not that bad, but five and a half yards per Aaron attempt. Aaron Rodgers-like. Right. I mean, what's going on there,
5: Juice? You've been watching him play a little bit, right? Now, a little bit, man. You know, and, and talk about these young receivers he's yeah. got going on and things like that. we got Adam Jones. You know, still. But, um, you know, you lose Devontae Adams and, you know, things aren't going to be as good as it used to be. Hey, receivers we'll Exactly right. <laughs> exactly I keep right. hearing this
4: about the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill. We're pretty <laughs> happy to have Tyreek Hill. We are here. ecstatic. <laughs> Speaking of what the hell was that, the Panthers win 21-3 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first game in the Steve Wilkes era of the Carolina Panthers. Good for Coach Wilkes, by the way. He got a raw deal in Arizona, gets a chance here with the Panthers as the interim head coach in place of Matt Rule, 21-3 to over the fight in Tom Brady's. The Giants are 6-1, and and I heard this stat earlier this morning. They are, or I guess this afternoon, they are the first team to be 6-1 and through seven games with all seven games coming down to one score. Wow. wow. You like that stat? I thought, I thought Seth would like that one. Wow. It's yeah, a great stat. I wonder how sustainable that is. I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> Speaking of unsustainable, the Jets, are, come on. They're 5-2. and two. What the hell is going on here? 16-9 over the Broncos, over Brett Ripien, former Boise State Bronco, mm. son of Mark Ripien, former Washington State Cougar, former Super Bowl champion Washington State Cougar, what do you think
5: about that? Man, that was a lot of lineage.
6: <laughs> yeah. That was, that so that's was a just looking like, what the hell is he there? talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, well, no, I mean, I, I, it just caught me off guard. and all. I was going to say, what third-string quarterback do they get to face next
4: week? Yeah, man. I mean, Rippin right. goes 24 for 46, 225. That's is it Rippin or Rippin? Run. Rippin? I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm the Washington State guy here. I just
6: have heard him call Mark Rippin for the last 30 years.
4: It is four games in a row for the Jets against a backup quarterback, so that'll have to end at some point. 16-9. They did lose Brees Hall for the year on a torn ACL. I hate seeing that. He was a a cool-looking young player. The Ravens get a much-needed victory over the Browns. Big slops almost brought the Browns back. 23-20 is the final. They fall to 2-5 as Lamar Jackson gets his team back in the winner's circle. They are 4-3. The Raiders survive a scare from the Texans, 38-20. They were down that one early. They bounce back and, and win that. Game the Seahawks. Geno Smith, guys, he is balling right now. 37 37.23 high, right? over the Chargers. Where
6: was it? He's Miramar. He's local.
5: Miramar. That's why. Definitely I local.
6: Passed it on the way into the stadium.
4: 20 for 27 today, 210 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, a 105.5 rating. That's a, a victory over the Chargers. That's good for us here in the AAC looking at the scoreboard uh, as far as playoffs go down the line. The Chiefs help us out as well, 44-23 over the Niners who fall to 3-4. and four. We, of course, own their first-round draft pick. And then on Monday night football, it's the Bears at the Patriots, and I think Belichick has a chance to either tie or surpass George Hallis on the all-time wins list, which would mean that Don Shula is next. Go Bears, go Bears! We're gonna keep that record here in South Florida. That's your NFL scores around the league. Let's see how much time we have left here. We got a few minutes left, Juice. So that's the Week Seven scoreboard. So Dolphins coming up here. I want to go ahead and pivot to this. We'll we'll do it next segment and talk about the podcast network as well. Coming up,
5: man. Lions
4: and Bears on the road. Oh my! Browns at home. Bye week. Texans at home. It-
5: yeah, you, you, you know what? I, I thought I thought the, I thought the Steelers game would be a lot yeah. less <laughs> difficult for us than it was. Sunday, man, that's for sure. So yeah, I, I understand we're talking about we're talking about guys that are getting paid too, and the, the pride is out there for all those guys too. You really got to take every single one of these games, one game at a time, and hopefully we can build from today's yes. game. You know, and hopefully that, that that's the situation. Especially offensively we need to build. Defense got some confidence, maybe a little more swagger. But man, they're gonna go out there and they're I, I was watching the Lions game today. You know, and they get the Cowboys all they can handle for most of that yeah. game. You know, and I know Dak was coming back a little bit rusty, but the Cowboys are a formidable team right now. One of the top teams in the league, so you know, and you know Dan Campbell's gonna have an extra something too, man. Great coach, you know, gets guys fired up and ready to go. You know what's up, Seth?
6: No, it was, it was twenty-four to six. I didn't watch the game. It but got the away. Game, late. Yeah, it got it
5: away at the, like end. At the okay. yeah, end. it got away at All the right. end. Uh, you, the, yeah, I watched. It. I watched what? the whole. It was on. It was on local today. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think that you know, no matter what, we got to line up and take every single one of these games, one game at a time. You know, first, let me let me say this real quick, man. Last weekend was a bad weekend for me, right? I had an zero three weekend. You know what that means, big Steph? <laughs> we do. I had. My high school team lost on Friday. <laughs> my college team lost on Saturday, and my Sunday team, the Dolphins, lost as well. I, we rebounded. My high school team won Friday, Hawk and Hawks. Strike out the band. My Penn State Nittany Lions won last night, and hell yeah, my Miami Dolphins got a big win it's on. It's because you know, we were Sunday there for, for all of oh, I didn't see the. I didn't go to the high all school right, one. Right. That was that was too cold over there. <laughs> but yeah, man. But I, that's what it's all about, though, man. So. Kudos to you guys for, you know, having making me have a great weekend. But uh the Miami Dolphins man cannot look past anybody. Right. 100%. Bottom line is they can't. You know, it's going to be. It looks great. And Seth, Seth's one of those guys that I've never look at the schedule and you know win loss. And he won't do that. He stuff. checks out when I stuff. I do that. Stuff. I do that sometimes, man. But these are the games we <laughs> we we need to win, and these are the games we should win. But we got to do it one at a time. Like yeah. I tell my high school team, my college, my and my high school team, my college team. You know, we got to go one and zero. That's a cliche, but it's the truth, man. That's damn right. If you look to next week, it's a problem.
4: Well, that they shouldn't be. I'm am doing it because I, I like to and I like to. We're allowed to. Get, get We're allowed like, to get the the broad scope of things. And what basically what I'm talking about is they're going to be favored in all those games. They're yeah. going to be the expected team that should win. Doesn't mean you're going to win. We see upsets happen every single Sunday here. But my whole point is, I think if this team is who we think they are, if they're who we want them to be, they'll be eight and three going out to that two game California swing. That's what that's what the expectation should be to go one and zero in all those games and get to eight and three. What but, did you just do? <laughs> I turned my head for a second... You can go back to your phone. You're fine. We'll, we'll oh. you <laughs> the sigh, the deep sigh. But we'll it's talk. We'll everything talk, was going so great. We'll talk some lions here coming up, and uh, and get a look at them, and also the podcast network coming up here in our final <laughs> segment. It's one thirty in the morning. Who's listening out there? Steph, is anyone out there still listening to us? Everyone's yeah, of listening course. They're all it's listening. Traveling. Dolphins travel. post game is, is driven by Gunther Mazda for car buying done your way. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda again. The final score here from Hard Rock Stadium: Dolphins sixteen, Steelers ten. You're listening to the 5th Quarter Overtime Show, brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: This is the official Miami Dolphins radio network, where Dolphins fans live. Tomorrow
3: afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports WUAM
4: unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage, so next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Techron. Find a station near you on the Chevron app. Juice, we don't have Big Seth back in here yet to talk about the <laughs> yeah. fish tank and what's coming up. I see some pizza crust over there next to you. he'll finish that up for us and finish the show as well. But, uh, you know, real quick, I watched that Lions game a little bit today, too, and, you know, I keep thinking about uh, that game's, or I guess I, I, right now I am, early here on Monday morning, about the Lions game next week, and, right. you know, Jared Goff is traditionally against this Defensive system, whether it's the Patriots, uh, whether it's the Dolphins, you know, when they played the Rams a couple years ago, he really struggles against this defensive system. I kind of hope that's what we get to see next Sunday in Detroit again.
5: Yeah, I do too, man. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be playing hard, man. Obviously, they're NFL teams, but man, we we've got to we've got to get close to him. Yes, we've got to make him uncomfortable. We got to make him move a little bit, Um, and we got to. You know what? Honestly, we we got to play some of the defense we played today. We really do, man. I our defense, the way our defense played today. They got to step it up in a few, you know, situations of course, but that's a that's a good enough defense to win some games, especially games on the road. And winning on the road is always tough. Going out there early like the defense did today, making a statement, getting stops, getting stops. That's the best thing you can do on the road. If we can go there and get some stops on defense until our offense gets an opportunity to go out there and do what they need to do, that's that's critical. And I think our defense at this point is capable of. It. Obviously, we've had a couple uh, injuries. Who knows what those, what the status on those are? But guys stepped up. Next man up mentality was incredible today. And I tell you what, that's a that's a, a credit to guys like Chris Greer and our, our staff for having guys that can step in there and go out there and make plays. Seth's man, you know, uh, player of the game. You know, Bethel, you know, guys like that. They're going to be counted on the, for the rest of the season to go out there and make plays. If they continue to make plays. When guys get healthy, it's going to be hard to get them off the field, right, yeah. which I like as well. So building that depth and that confidence for those guys is is important. So for, for the Lions, going out there playing those guys, shut them down early and take advantage of the opportunity. That Golf is a guy that, you know, we can probably get after. Jalen Phillips, if, if his motor continues, which I know it will, uh, you know, up in Detroit next week, He's going to get those opportunities. And it's going to be a lot different situation than you have when you got to pick it. Or you got, you know, Lamar Jackson. Or you got Josh Allen that can run a little bit. When you got a guy sitting there, it's going to be a better opportunity for him. But no matter what, he's going to continue with that motor, man. So defense is going to be the key for us. Do not give these guys an opportunity to be feel good about themselves at all at home. And if that happens, then it gives our office a, t- a chance to get, get to get going. Are they going to practice in the indoor facility all week because it's an indoor game? Is that how that works? Well, it, it makes sense too because honestly, you got a climate control and like if if you're going there normally and it was outdoors, it's gonna be 30 degrees. So, um, you know, we know guy knows a lot about analytics, so <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll crunch the numbers, <laughs> we'll they'll crunch the numbers and see if it's important for us to be indoors or outdoors. It doesn't make it, it doesn't make much sense to be outdoors, yeah. but why not go out there because it's easier to practice outdoors all week and then and go. And play indoors, because I mean, there's no, there's no, not, not high altitude. It's like different. You're saying things as, as you opposed go,
6: to practicing indoors all week and then having to go play outdoors in the in the whatever the conditions. Exactly
5: right. Got it. So yeah, so so our condition is way better outdoors to be ready for an indoor. I can run all day indoors. I mean, that's what that's why I get it from. I come here and practice and I work out, and then when, when it was come so go somewhere up north where there was no humidity or it was indoors, I can run all day. And I think that'll be. Uh, the same way our guys feel. Well,
6: well, that'll be interesting, and I and I can't wait to find out what decision is made there. But there's something else I can't wait for, Juice, and it's tomorrow night. It's the signature grand gould, It's the 18th annual, my favorite night of the year, and the only thing that makes my favorite night of the year better <laughs> is when it follows a Dolphins victory. Yes. So we go in there not only as winners, but also above 500, yeah. four and three. But if there's something else going on here, the game within the game. Right. And our, our man here, Travis Wingfield, is tired.
5: He's right. been
6: working hard. He's up a little bit late <laughs> he past does. his bedtime. He is forfeiting his VIP tickets spit, that way. you and I – are giving him he's forfeiting <laughs> the tickets so we put a contest out there folks tweeted at us with hashtag i want wingfields tickets and so we're going to pull a name out of a hat i was going to try and get this on video just so there was no tomfoolery going on over here but travis you're going to pick the winner of who's going to take away your tickets so if you can pull one of those there and i know everybody's listening they're waiting with bated breath here at 1 30 in the morning but he's going to what number is coming up there we got number one number one it's the 305 Sports Babe, who I think from Twitter is <laughs> celebrating a birthday, and she is the winner of two tickets, Travis Wingfield's tickets. Yes. So congratulations Enjoy to 305. I hope you have a costume ready, because if you don't show up with a costume, you're getting turned away at the door. <laughs> but it is the greatest Halloween party, and especially – after a big Dolphins win.
4: The Grand Ghoul, do not miss it, especially 305 Sports Babe, heading out to the Grand Ghoul on Monday night. You don't want to miss that. Good show tonight, guys. We're not going to do the promo of the podcast. Drive Time Podcast, you guys know where to find us, in the Fish Tank with Seth and Juice. right here. Good stuff every single week, as well as the new Friday Fish Bite segment they've been doing on Fridays. A little bit more current team and uh, just a, little, a quick a quick catch-up with Seth and Juice. Little quick, we'll little
5: little, little 12, 12, a little quick, little quick something. A little bite. Just a little bite size episode. A
4: little bite size episode heading into a hal- Halloween weekend. My daughter's going to wear a uh, 50 He's like, like a. What were the, the poodles? Like the poodles yeah, skirt, poodle skirts kind of little thing. Yeah. She's, it's, Grease it's is adorable. the word. I can't wait to see it. I, I'm gonna, one, one of my favorite, I'm gonna, favorite yeah, movies ever. Grease. Have you ever seen Grease? One, one of my with favorite these? movies ever. Do you ever. know it exists? Yeah, I, I know John Travolta.
5: That's oh, okay, oh, good.
4: All right. But, all right. But, That's
5: pretty good. <laughs> Living Newton John?
6: Uh, who?
4: Not really.
5: <laughs> Olivia I, I know the, I know I. the name. Right, I know the name, right, right. but we you know, it, now yeah. we're getting a we, little we bit. We try. I try. It
4: is Uh, Antennas up. Game on. Score your favorite games and shows for free. Visit the org to learn all about the free programming waiting for you, including Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. Thanks to Kim Bocamper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins, Jimmy Cephalo. Our executive producer and booth producer today was Alejandro Solana. Our studio producers were Robert Griepert, Trevor Harris, and Matt Wilson. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray and our post-game booth engineer was Steph the Specialist for O.J. McDuffie and Seth Levitt and D.J. Preesh on the stats, on the pizza, on the soda, on the everything. I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, Dolphins 16, Steelers 10. Miami heads to Detroit next week for the first of two straight games on the road. Dolphins at Lions coming your way next week. Alex Dono continues reacting to today's game next on the local Miami Dolphins post-game show live on AM 560 Sports WQAM. We'll speak to you next Sunday night after Dolphins Lions this has been the Miami Dolphins post game show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network brought to you by the Palm Beaches and we have
2: we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month
3: New iPhone
1: 15s Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch